Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the Nashville Predators have a game tonight. We think, maybe, as far as we know. Yeah, the Predators are scheduled to take on the Colorado Avalanche tonight, despite a whole mess of players and coaches being in COVID protocol. Uh, if the game happens, yeah, we're, we're going to look ahead to Colorado and, and see how the Preds can win that matchup. Plus, NHL, what are you doing? What are you doing with this COVID situation right now? Seriously, we have a rant about that. Uh, plus, 12 Days of Christmas Themes continues with six geese laying. Which players and teams from around the NHL have basically laid a big old goose egg in terms of their play this season? This is Locked On Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on The Forecheck, and I have a partner in crime who has a big announcement about tomorrow's show coming up in a little bit. I do, and I can't wait for it. Uh, I'm Ann Kimmel. I am also a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Yeah, it's big, big guest news. And uh, so if you, exciting. If if you know um, some of the finer points of hockey, like Anne, uh, you'll be equally as excited for this as she is. Uh, definitely heard it and it's fantastic work. So I'm excited to hear it tomorrow. Can't wait. Can't wait. You know what I can wait for? Oh, yes. This stupid game on the Nashville Predators schedule tonight. Uh, so the big news yesterday, the Predators have placed 12 personnel mm-hmm. on COVID protocol. That includes uh, six players, four coaches, and two others in the traveling party that have not been officially named by the team. Those players are Mikhail Gramland, Ryan Johansson, who we knew was in protocol already, mm-hmm. Matt Luff, Michael McCarron, our little baby Phil Tomasino, Ben Harper, also Coach John Hines, Assistant Coach Todd Richards, Assistant Coach Dan Lambert, and Goaltending Coach Ben Vanderklok. Uh, so yeah, pretty much uh, a big bulk of the players you need to play a game uh not uh not gonna be a thing tonight in nashville yeah this is a whole thing and i will i will tell you that i was consistently refreshing my news feed and checking my email because i'm thinking surely they're gonna release a statement i saying, have that open now i'm still waiting I know. Like, oh by the way it's not gonna happen well and at this point i feel like in for a penny in for a pound because you know colorado's got to be either here or well on their way here, the Milwaukee admirals that they're going to have to call up because, you know, they're dropping like flies. They've got to be making their plans to either be on their way here, here, or get here. Um, The coaching staff totally depleted. Um, You know, let's hear it for Dan Hynote, last man standing. And, and, you know, he will be behind the bench. So shout out to him. And I also offer my coaching services free of charge. Pretty sure not going to be getting that email either. So this is just a mystery to me, Nick. Like I, I am dumbfounded and flabbergasted and I just can't quite figure out how they're going to pull this off. Yeah. So the NHL did not cancel the game. Uh, Tonight's game against the Colorado Avalanche 
no less, which is not going to be an easy team. Uh, still set for 7 o'clock Central tonight at Bridgestone. And not only that, the Preds are supposed to fly out after this game, COVID outbreak and all, to Chicago for a game against the Blackhawks, which, you know, Blackhawks a little bit down this year, but second game of a back-to-back is never easy, especially when you're playing a division rival on the road. And and half your people are out. Here's the yeah. thing, Anne. Mm-hmm. The NHL has been so inconsistent with how they've handled this, that it's frustrating. Now, look, we kind of knew going into the season it was going to be like, well, you know, it's it's up to the teams. But here's the thing. When, when I'm, like, researching, like, the outbreaks and stuff like that in the cases with Omicron, this is happening to players who are fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of cases, boosted. Yeah. And, and again, important to note, they're not getting most of them are not getting sick or at the very least just mildly sick. Um, that's a sign that, hey, the, the vaccines are working. Nobody's getting sick, but they're still testing positive for the virus. Correct. Yes. But but here's the thing. Why are you playing this game? Why are the Carolina Hurricanes going to be forced to play? two men short when it's not their fault. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? This isn't like Mm -hmm. a situation where it's just like, Oh, this is a team with like low vaccination rates. And a lot of people were kicking and screaming to get it. And then boom, all of a sudden there's a COVID outbreak and it's like, well, you know, what, what did we tell you? This is a team that was, these are teams that have all done what the league has asked of them. Uh, in many cases, going above and beyond in getting the COVID booster, which is not officially required by the NHL or recommended, I should say, although I believe that came out in the owners meeting yesterday. They're like, hey, go ahead and get it if you can. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this isn't a case of, oh, this is just teams not doing the right thing. And, oh, well, now you're screwed. These are teams that are actively doing the right thing and being caught up in these protocols. So why are, is is a team like the predators or a team like Carolina being punished for that? Like, why isn't the NHL kind of throwing out the rules at this point and being like, you know what? We're, we're throwing out waivers. We're throwing out like roster minimums, uh, you know, waiver exempt. We're doing doesn't even have to be like a full taxi squad. It's just like, hey, you can have twenty six players on the NHL active roster until this date. You know why? Why aren't they doing anything? Why are they helping these teams? Yeah, there's zero actual problem solving going on in in the top at the top of the league. There's just no problem solving going on for this, and it feels a little bit like if we just pretend like this is a, a, a one, you know, like, oh, oops, Nashville Predators have an outbreak. Um, and forget the fact that, you know, you've got, like you said, Carolina, you've got the Calgary Flames, you had the um, Canucks and Edmonton. I think there were guys being pulled off the ice at times. You know, th- this yeah. is a whole big thing. And to just not address it and to not look at it as, hey, this, this is probably what the, you know, a lot of the rest of the season could look like and let's problem solve. I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing. I, no. I really, I don't know what they're doing. And here's the thing, like 
the Predators have had two games canceled because of other teams. Right. Things like the Senators had what, like five players or something like that. And the NHL mm-hmm. was like, okay, we're canceling this for a week. Calgary, we're supposed to travel this week. And, you know, they, they canceled those games for the week because, oh, well, they had like six players in protocol. And yeah, there may be more um, coming. But, you know, right now it's six. So why do you cancel those games? Like you canceled games for the Islanders earlier this year, but Vancouver has to play with like half their team being pulled off the ice before the game. Yeah. Edmonton has to play like San Jose had, I think it was something like nine players in protocol at early in this point and they had to play. Yeah. And then, and then Carolina has got to play two men down. Yeah. They have to play two men shorthanded because of their cap situation. Like, what are you doing, NHL? Like, why why are you canceling games for somebody but not somebody else? Like, this is so this is going to be a, a huge thing at the end of this year. Like a huge thing. Well, and I think it just speaks to a larger issue in leadership at the NHL. And I, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. But I and I think too, and I should have looked at this, you know. You have to remember, this is, you know, this is a league that covers Canada and the United States. And you also have to factor in things like crossing the border. Like, you know, there are players who tested positive in Canada from American teams who are quarantined in Canada, separate from the team who traveled back. Like, it just seems um, messy and arbitrary with very little, it, it almost feels like the league doesn't even feel like it needs to really even address it. That like, you know, there's no consistency. There's no explanation for the decisions that are being made. And it's, it's a bad look for the league. It's a very bad look for the league right now. And quite frankly, it sucks for the players. Yeah, I we definitely need to talk more about this in just a second. I don't know. Oh, uh, by the way, the Predators play the Colorado Avalanche tonight. That's a division rivalry. Uh, mm-hmm. And I uh, feel like we should talk about that, too, because the game will happen. And their Preds are going to play a tough team uh, without a bunch of star players. Uh, this is in no way a fantasy situation. But you know, Anne, what is a fantasy situation? Our friends at Stat Hero. Nobody plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are long-term losing propositions because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero changes that. It's the first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner-take-all. Here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. It's basically like uh, looking at the house's blackjack hand, then searching through the deck to find cards that can beat that blackjack hand. It's crazy, right? This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknown. Stat Hero puts you in control of their fate. Uh, for instance, tonight, Stat Hero has a veterans versus rookies contest going on. Starts uh, this week. Uh, veterans are going Nick Benino, Mark Stone, Kyle Palmieri, Jeff Petrie, and the Maple Leafs goaltending. Uh, their rookie lineup is Alex Newhook, Carl Kaprizov, Tage Thompson. Uh, I almost said Tristan Thompson because I 
apparently been reading too much TMZ over the past 24 hours. Uh, Nicholas Haig and the Panthers team goaltending. So if you hear that and you think, you know what, I could probably come up with a better fantasy lineup than that. Put your money where that mouth is. Go to Stat Hero. Sign up right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. You heard that right. Stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. Again, website again at stathero.com slash hockey. Promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. You're going to definitely want to tune in again tomorrow. We have got two amazing guests, uh, Joey Woodkey and Josh Mashevitz, two players on the U.S. National Sled Hockey Team who are training and gearing up for the Paralympics coming up in March. If you don't know that much about sled hockey or about Joey and Josh, you need to tune in. Sled hockey is the most exciting sport you may not be watching. We're going to talk with Joey and Josh about the world championships. We're going to talk to them about the sport, their training. These are full-time athletes training for the Paralympics. And we're going to talk about what they're anticipating the games are going to look like in March. So definitely tune in tomorrow. Very excited for you guys to hear Josh and Joey and to learn some more about my favorite sport, sled hockey. Yeah, this is going to be a fantastic interview. These are great guys, uh, friends of Anne. Uh, they have been, Anne has been covering them for quite some time. And uh, yeah, these are the, if your chance to hear Olympian, a chance to hear kind of a, you know, more about a sport uh, that doesn't get a lot of play mainstream. This is it. Like, this is going to be a fantastic show. We're excited. And you did a fantastic job in the interview. Excited I here tomorrow. Love talking sled hockey. If you don't know about it, mark your calendar, tune in. Um, and we're going to do, you know, we're going to continue our coverage of the sled hockey team. And for those of you in the Nashville area, some of the best sled hockey players in the world, like Joey and Josh, train right here in Middle Tennessee. So tune in. You need to know these guys. You need to know this sport. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good palate cleanser uh, after everything that we've uh, <laughs> talked about today. Yes. Uh, because, because yeah, uh, Predators versus Avalanche tonight. Uh, it is the uh, the second game that the teams have played this season. Uh, first one right after Thanksgiving did not go too sh- well. Uh, the <laughs> Avalanche beat the Predators 6-2. to two. Miko Rantanen got the hat trick. Uh, that was the uh, the famous Helmet Gate game. Oh, uh, in which Mm-mm. in which Matthias Ekholm ripped the helmet off of Miko Rantanen's head, that led to uh, Gabriel Endeskog basically Darren McCartying Mister Ekholm, uh, who turtled without throwing a punch. And uh, yeah, that will not happen again. Just FYI, that will not happen again. Okay, first off, do you think there's going to be any sort of follow up from that? Okay. I have two answers to that. The first answer is the mature adult parental figure who understands the bigger picture, to which I say, no, this is about getting two points. The Predators need this game. There is no time for riffraff silliness. The absolutely petty ass woman in me is like (laughs) 100% you have disrespected a Swede. We do not tolerate that. And it is on like Donkey Kong. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Okay. 
so you feel like you had like a little bit of two face coming out there yeah like harvey, it, like harvey dent uh, this is a hundred percent a harvey dent moment for me like don't know what focus on the big picture guys also find him in a back alley yeah uh, I don't think that anything's going to happen from that. I think that was kind of a situation blown out of proportion. Uh, so I'm, I'm with the, I'm with the, uh, less frightening the, Anne. The, the less frightening Anne, the more <laughs> measured Anne, the, the, okay. pe- the peaceful feeding birds out of her back window, singing songs like Snow White Anne. Okay. Um, but Hey, the avalanche are doing pretty well right now after a slow start to the year, seven, two and one in their past 10 games, uh, including five straight wins going into tonight. Yes. They score a lot of goals. Uh, they currently have 4.29 goals per 60 in all situations tops in the NHL. So basically they are the best scoring team in the league right now. Um, and the the Predators defense has played extremely well uh, as a team yes. over the past couple of weeks. I think the team defense has really kind of kept the high danger slots clean. This is probably going to be their biggest test in the past month or so. I completely agree with you. I think this is going to be sort of where we see how well this team can hold together, you know, consistency. Like you said, the defense has played really, really well lately. This is going to be their biggest test. This is a high powered offense. This is an offense that is fast in transition. Um, You know, their fire, you know, Colorado's really, they came out and were such a disappointment at the beginning of the season to me because I had them going all the way to the Stanley Cup and I thought, man, do I look like an idiot? Well, I don't look so stupid now. Um, (laughs) This is just a really solid team. And like you said, offensively, they score so many goals. So, you know, UC Saros feel really great having him in net, but he is going to need a really strong and on top of things performance from the defense in front of him. Yeah. Your avalanche pick sounds a lot less dumb than my, uh, uh, my Islanders pick. Well, that's okay. Yes. It's the season is long, Nick. Who who even knows? This it's a long season. Yeah, the one key for me tonight is going to come on special teams mm-hmm. uh, because despite the Avalanche just having an onslaught of goals, not a great team on special teams. The Predators actually have a better penalty. I'm sorry, a better power play. Come on, than them right now. Uh, but the thing where they really struggle with is shorthanded. Only about 75 percent on the kill this year the avalanche are yes. uh, and you know the predators feels like they've been a little bit hit or miss on the power play over the past couple of weeks uh the movement we saw when they're really cooking hasn't really been there it's been a little more static mm-hmm. um and of course i'm sure losing first duchene then johansson then granland certainly doesn't help that right um but that is a weak point for the avalanche one of their very few weak points this season that is a place where the, if the Predators, you know, I mean, hey, we, we saw what happened in the last game, you know, with, with a lot of temper being lost and kind of a little bit of an edge. If that happens and the Avalanche, you know, maybe rough them up a little bit or mm-hmm. take a few extra shots, Predators have to take advantage of that. Like that's that's a thing they absolutely must do is take advantage of opportunities when Colorado's shorthanded. I agree. And, you know, like you said, you've got Granlund out. You've got um, Matt Duchesne is already out. Ryan Johansson has been out. This is a great opportunity for people like um, 
Ellie Tolvanen to step up on the power play. I would love to see if that second unit gets out there. I'm hoping, you know, the first unit scores, but uh, I'd like to see some great Tommy Novak power play work. You know, he was so excellent on special teams in Milwaukee. Love to see him kind of step up and quarterback some some uh, opportunities for that. So 100% agree, would love to get under Colorado's skin, get some penalties drawn and absolutely have to take advantage of that because you're not going to get the, the door's not going to open much anywhere else in this game. So special teams is going to be their opportunity. Interesting point. Also, we don't really know who from Milwaukee is going to be up again. uh, As of this podcast recording, uh, the Predators haven't really said anything in terms of who they're bringing up from Milwaukee. All they know, all we've heard so far is that they're bringing players up from Milwaukee, but they don't know who. Um, Well, I'm sure the team knows we don't. Um, And and so, you know, you you could have maybe this is Cody Glass. Maybe Mm -hmm. he makes a comeback. Maybe Rocco Grimaldi, who has been absolutely killing it, comes back up. Yeah. You know, and and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, maybe if this is a situation where some of Milwaukee's top scorers come up, you know, does somebody like Grimaldi get special teams opportunities? Um, you know, does somebody like Cody Glass with a bunch of centers out, you know, get an opportunity in the top six? So yes. I am interested to see kind of how that turns out tonight. Um, so yeah. so it should be interesting to see. It's definitely the if you're really looking hard, you can find that little tiny sliver of a silver lining. We'll get to see yeah. some some um, Milwaukee talent. So I think that's I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it could definitely be a hairy situation for the Preds. And yeah. when you have a hairy situation of your own, you can tame it with our friends at Primal Origin Oils. If you got beard, get Primal. That's right. You got beard, get Primal. If you or somebody you care about has a beard, it's time to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beer products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. It's, of course, Christmas time, holiday time, and the combo kits make a great holiday gift if you're shopping for somebody or if you're just trying to better yourself. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Stuff them in the stockings. Hide them under the tree for one of those uh, quick, easy gifts. It will be life-changing. I should know, uh, I have a beard. It got kind of messy during the whole pandemic and the whole working from home adjustment. Uh, started using uh, some of the the beard balm and the, the butter on my beard. It is nice and fluffy. I look professional even when I am sitting in my pajamas recording a Locked on Predators podcast. No one will ever know the difference. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients in the feel and beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On That gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. Well, if you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, uh, you know we are doing our 12 Days of Christmas-themed segments. And today, we are on a six geese laying. Sorry, Anne, for the extra waterfowl. Ugh. Yeah, geese, it's the worst. This is by far the worst. 
we can do a waterfowl tier list later. Uh, but six geese a lane. We are looking at the players, teams, coaches, entities around the league that have laid a big old goose egg this season. Uh, very hyped going in or fall short of expectations. Uh, just not doing well at all. Yeah, that that sort of thing is what we're talking about today. Laid a goose egg. Laid a big old goose egg. That is our theme of the day. Uh, Anne, as the waterfowl aficionado, would you like to start us off? I would love to start us off. There is nothing I love more than discussing failure. <laughs> All right. So, so let's just jump in uh, with the, God love them, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, 10, 15, and two. So not completely abysmal. Let's just say that they, they, they're coming into their own. Um, but you know, preseason, they signed Marc-Andre Fleury. They brought in Seth Jones and then didn't win any games in October. So they started out not meeting expectations. I will say that things are improving for the Blackhawks, but I think when you're talking about uh, meeting expectations, the Chicago Blackhawks started the season with a goose egg. Yeah, I mean, also uh, Jonathan Tays, one of the specific people, uh, didn't score a goal until this past week. Uh, He he was kind of the guy that everybody was like, oh, Tays is going to be back. That's going to make the Blackhawks an instant contender. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and I have another team on my goose egg list. Okay. Uh, one that I kind of referenced earlier, I thought they were going to get to the Stanley cup final, the New York Islanders. Oh, there were a lot of people's trendy pick this year. Um, you know, dead last in the division right now, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like you watch the games and it's like, okay, they're, they're not playing bad but they're not doing nearly enough to win and they're not getting nearly enough output from their big guns uh, like Matthew Barzal and uh, Anthony Bolivier Uh, you know they've been hampered with injuries but at the same time the guys they do have are not playing well enough to keep up Um, and if you want to contrast to how that's supposed to look I mean look at Colorado gosh yes hampered with injuries for what seems like the third year in a row but they've had guys step up Islanders haven't done that. Yep. It makes a difference what, how your team responds to, you know, adversity, whether it's injury or, you know, in this season, COVID yeah, it matters. And God love them. The Islanders really have struggled. Well, God doesn't love them right now. (laughs) And neither does Nick. (laughs) Neither does Nick. Uh, Another team on my list. And this Mm -hmm. one's a little bit more obvious. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Boy, what a, what a mess they've been right now. You know, they, they finally, it seems like they're, uh, pieced out from Jim Benning. Uh, they, they pieced out from Travis green, who I think was more of the problem in Vancouver instead of Jim Benning. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another debate for another day. Um, but the thing that's disappointing about Vancouver, I think more so is that, They have the pieces to be a really good team for a long time. And, you know, this is kind of like a Buffalo situation from like a few years ago. They went for it. Mm -hmm. They brought in JT Miller, who's having a pretty good year. You know, they've spent a lot of money. They brought in Oliver Ekman Larson, who's right now just racking up the Oliver Ekman losses. Um, You know, you know, there's they've gone for it. I mean, they have made big moves to try to get better. And it just seems like every move they make just sets them further and further 
you know, away from a cup. Uh, and so that's been the frustrating thing is the Canucks should be a pretty fun team. Yes. Oh, they look amazing on paper. Really? And then no. And then no. And then no. Well, I've got another team that I think has has laid a little bit of an egg. And, and this one really disappoints me. Um, and it's the Seattle Kraken. You know, okay. I... It's it's a whole, and this is my own fault. This is not on the Kraken because it's the whole, an expansion team's going to make it to the Stanley Cup final thing. Thank you, Vegas Golden Knights, for ruining all the things. Um, you know, when you looked at the roster that they that they got, it really looked like okay, this is going to be something really fun. Um, and and they have nailed the expansion team thing really well with. You know, first of all, their uniforms are the best in the league, all of that. But it's just not translating on ice. And so it's just been a little bit disappointing. I think the Kraken have so much potential and it's not translated. You know, I'm not sure which one of those to tackle first because I have counterpoints to a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I agree in the fact that Vegas, I think, has definitely ruined expectations of what an expansion team would be. I wasn't a fan of the roster that they put really? together before the season. I looked at that and said, I don't think this is going to be as good as Vegas was. Um, and even with somebody on my list that I'm going to get to in a second, um, mm. you know, it, it just seemed like they were kind of, I mean, they, like I said, they had a chance to get Matt Duchesne. They had a chance to get Vladimir Tarasenko. You know, there's all these like players that are just like, well, you know, we need to get rid of their contract or whatever. And, you know, they kind of went for, uh, no, we'll take the minor league or, you know, we'll we'll build, you know, with with these guys. And then, yeah, lo and behold, they're they're not good. Well, kicking yourself about the Matt Duchesne thing, I'm sure. But I don't Kelly Yarncrook, I think, was a smart get. But that's we can debate that another day. Yeah, he's having a weird year. Yeah. Very weird year this year, too. You know, one of the biggest reasons for the Kraken uh, failing this year is mm-hmm. a guy on my list, their star goaltender, Philip Grubauer, a.k.a. the guy who was a Vezina finalist last year, seven shutouts last year. One of the biggest reasons for the Colorado Avalanche kind of resurging back into prominence. And then this year has just been Ooh. been absolutely a, a train wreck. 882 save percentage, 7, 12, and 3. No shutouts uh, so far this year. And yeah, remember, he has one of the most lucrative goalie contracts in the league right now. Uh, so the Kraken are going to be stuck with him for better or worse, or at least uh, stuck with the, the financial impact. Because uh, yeah, this is year one of a six-year deal. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, and he has struggled. Oh, less he has struggled my uh last one that i'm gonna give out and i'm not even gonna go into a ton of detail with this because again we only have so much time i think gary bettman has laid a giant goose egg hell yes i mean we could i almost even hate to bring it up because we kind of are framing this in sort of a fun episode way a fun segment and there is really nothing fun um, and at this point for me, very much redeeming about Gary Bettman and his leadership in the NHL. And I will tell you, without expanding on it at all, Gary Bettman needs to go. Yeah, I mean, every everything this year 
uh, from major investigations, even stuff like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do if there's a COVID outbreak seems to have been a massive misstep. Luckily, and we do have something a lot more fun tomorrow. Joey Woodkey and Josh Mishkevich from the U.S. sled hockey team. They're going to be our guests on tomorrow's show. We are super excited to bring that to you again. That is coming up on Locked On Predators tomorrow. Uh, and in the meantime, where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find my work at onthefortrek.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Also be sure to follow the score at LO underscore Predators. Uh, we tweet updates from there all the time. Also, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. That is going to do it for us today at Locked On Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Go check out Locked On Now, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Make sure you're listening to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel. Have a great day, everybody.